0: Right back at it for this Tuesday, May 24th. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Dirk Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick. And the one, the only, Sammy McKee. Well, clearly the Tampa Bay Lightning were just toying with the Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) It was like a warm-up act because they are in full gear. Right now. They are. There is
1: some different directions you can take the results in these series. And uh, Sammy's shocked me the most this morning, which was that the Lightning played so bad against Toronto. That shocked me. It's just every day.
2: <laughs> it won't go away. It just won't stop. <laughs> it won't go away. There is no hockey game that I watch in the final four, wherever we're at now, final six, that isn't a kick in
0: the nether region game, it's the
1: old, every hey. song reminds me of you. But no, but it's
0: it is. It's like kicking the nuts with a speed skate. <laughs> it's not even like a normal boot. I, well, I've never
2: heard that listen, before. But I'm glad to have heard it now. I put together a comprehensive list of Leaf fan L's over the weekend when I was watching hockey.
1: There oh. are a lot. Are we doing that today? Because I forgot how good that list yeah. was. Do you we want
0: to? We've got two hours. We do. And we know where it's headed next. I also and disagreed
1: that, with a number of them.
0: That, that, that includes a four-point night by an ex-Toronto Maple Leaf mm-hmm. with the last name Kadri. Oh. There's another one, but... It really, like, it's been a tough go here
1: for Leafs fans.
0: Uh, everything's great. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. We knew Tampa after beating the Toronto Maple Leafs were a team to be reckoned with, but nobody saw the broom coming out against the president's trophy. Did you learn more about Tampa or Florida with the sweep? It's a great question. Yeah. Um, I say Tampa. No, no, I say Florida. I do. I think what, I agree. What, what did Kipper? you learn about Tampa? They've won two Stanley Cups. No. They've they've got a, a a goaltender who reminds you of a brick wall. You didn't learn that. I, I learned
2: that maybe they'll learn learning things like holy crap, they're actually gonna three I learned that. Yeah. Because after they played the Leafs and you know, point got hurt and all those guys are going out in that game, Corey Perry gets hit in the face and warm up. They're all they look like they're depleted. And they just sweep him away. You Want to hear an unbelievable Vasilevsky stat? Yes. He stopped all 49 shots yesterday for his sixth career shutout in series-clinching playoff games. That's the most in the history of the league.
1: The only team to score on him six of his last seven, the only team to score? The Maple Leafs. They're the only team to crack him in a uh, game seven.
0: Does that make you feel better?
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. That's a Stanley Cup, another one.
0: That's another can, cup. Can for the you Leafs. just size him up for his Hall of Fame blazer right yes. now? How good, is absolutely. <laughs> just first ballot. Get get it, get it over with. It's a and it's, you know, go back and Google up until game five how Jack Campbell was out playing, out goaltending Vasilevsky in the series. Well, the
1: Leafs were pouring four in a night. They right, scored
0: every night. They scored three or four goals on them. Yeah. And what was it? What was the? What was his save percentage by the end of the series? I actually don't know. Did it get over? It was going into yeah, maybe game seven. It was seven or something. Uh, but it was below nine hundred. It was eight eighty. It was eight eighty for 880 most of, the lot of the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Right. And last time I checked, I think his uh, save percentage uh, in the playoffs this year. Went right back up to, what, 932? Probably. Let's, let's do I can't all look the at it.
1: Florida stats. Should we do the Florida stats? Do you yeah. want to read some of that stuff, Sammy? Or yeah. Sammy? Okay. I, I think
2: this is pretty interesting now because uh, the most goals scored in the regular season in the last 25 years. And obviously the 21-22 Panthers were the first, were the, had the most, and they lost in the second round. The 2018-2019 Lightning, they, were, they had 319. They lost in the first round. The 2009, the 2010 Capitals, they had 313. They lost in the first round. Uh, the 05, 06 Sens had 312. They lost in the second round. And the 2122 Maple Leafs had 312. And they as well lost in the first round. What the hell does that mean? You know what it means?
0: Offense is never there. Do not overplay your skill card.
1: That's what it says. Yeah, don't try to win. It hasn't been done yet where a team just running
0: guns their way. It's the tale of two stories here. Regular season team mm-hmm. and playoff team. And you, the gap between both of them better not be overwhelming. And Toronto, in many ways, like the Florida Panthers, really looked the same. F- F- T- uh, Toronto
1: had a much tighter... Similarity, regular season and playoffs. Florida was worse.
0: Oh, yeah. Outscore your mistakes. They were super shaky. Average goaltending and a power play that disappeared. Yeah, Florida scored over four goals per game,
1: per game in the regular season and got three in this series.
0: Kind of similar here. Florida, Toronto. A I feel, little. Bit. I feel
1: like there's a similarity between this Florida and older Toronto. I don't see the similarity with this year's Maple Leafs team. I mean, I see it. I,
0: yeah, I uh, get the idea. The that. Leafs actually, you know, they sh- they shrunk it. And and to your point, I agree with you that Florida this year was the Leafs two years ago. Where where where, where were your stars? Mm -hmm. They disappeared. So that was was two years ago when Marner got attacked. And Matthews, to a lesser degree, didn't take the the bulk that Marner did. But that's where the finger was being pointed two years ago. And now that's what's happened in Florida. Barkov, where were you? Huberto, where were you? Didn't even know those guys are on the ice
1: sometimes. Like watching whole games being like, is Huberto out there? So... You know, for me, I learned a lot about Florida uh, as well. But boy, just that Tampa Bay team to dispatch of the Florida Panthers in four games like it was nothing. I mean, I'm sure they'd tell you it wasn't nothing, but it sure feels like it now. Now they get to rest up. A hurt team gets to rest up awaiting Carolina and the Rangers while the Rangers and Carolina are promising to kill one another.
2: Yeah, they're just, and for a team that's been playing this much hockey, this having this time off is
1: huge, 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 huge,
2: huge. massive. They can go out on the beach without their tarps on and play play catch some more. Like these guys, <laughs> these guys.
1: So maybe they go to the strip club. No, you don't do that in Florida, do you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> or maybe the Panthers did, according to a radio station. Yeah, um, yeah
0: W-D-A, WdeA in Florida. I uh, what they said that what they, they they accused many of the Florida Panthers being into a, a, a strip joint uh, on back to back games. I get till what 3 a.m. or something yeah
1: after the game must have been like first off do you believe it
0: second of all it doesn't matter well no well, it does matter no if uh, it's true
1: certainly matters i don't if think, think
2: got... it matters if you're down 3-0 and you go it's like it's oh a, my god are you play, kidding you're to play,
1: right
0: play guilty gotta play guilty well you gotta, gotta go in there you get, get, get the guys yeah. together and go on some
2: fun to
0: no, oh, sammy 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 that 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 stuff's that's good talk for your beerly guys it is it works it works, and you guys are great with that, but not at the NHL level. Imagine
1: you found out some guys were out strip club till three in the morning after a playoff game. Listen, it's probably there's, there's some truth cases. to
0: what Sammy's saying, and I've played with guys who sometimes feel like you can play guilty and or you're in the regular season. It's like one of those where you just don't know until you see the outcome, but you better win. It better be a rallying point. It better, it could only get uglier if you get swept. And I don't th- even believe there, it. There would be, I would believe that there would be enough out there where someone in the organization is going to do their their due diligence a little bit in their homework and just find out exactly what was yeah going on. I bet it was some
1: scratches. Some guys who don't play, some black aces or whatever, you know, were part of the organization, but weren't playing. That, that's my bet. And I, I know nothing. I'm just on radio. we got two hours Do we,
0: um, <laughs> if, if we got a, a Kippers Clipper, do we have Andrew Burnett uh, after the game? Because I thought this was really telling for the Florida Panthers. Let's have a listen. Head coach. You know, I'll, I'll take some time to reflect on it. Um, I learned a lot. Um, and I think I'll um, take it with me and, and grow as a coach. Um, again, I'm really disappointed in, in my effort with power play. I don't know if I trusted too much, you know, that we were going to turn around. And so I, I'm that one I'll kick myself all summer. It'll be, it's already caused me sleepless nights. and might cause me a sleepless summer. Sleepless, sleepless in Florida. Did they
1: never get a single power play goal? They, they ended on zero. I think they got one. They did get one. I think they get, they get one. That reminds me of the Leafs where he says, did we trust too much that it would just come?
0: A couple thoughts on, first of all, you got to go back to that. This has to go back to Joel Quenville. And you've got one of the highest paid, one of the most experienced guys, one of the top coaches in NHL history. He's there. You've got a team that's built to be a top team in the regular season and go to a, a conference final, a Stanley Cup final. They they built it. Uh, Zito, much like Kyle the last few years, goes heavy into the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. The decision to go from one of the most experienced guys in history to – Andrew Burnett, a rookie, an inexperienced guy, a guy that says after he gets swept in the second round, I'm going to learn a lot from it. I'm like, I don't, I, I, I mean, where was that decision to stick with an, an inexperienced guy Probably with that a lineup?
1: One. Probably a financial one. Am I wrong? You know, you don't want to go pay another guy. You've already got a guy on the bench. You're paying Quenville six or, I don't know, he made five, four,
0: I don't think it was that. No. No.
1: Well then I don't I don't know about the decision either cuz yeah, okay. you you don't want a guy learning with that that roster. You know why else, Kipper? They don't we talk about the Leafs and their draft draft picks and how all in they've been. They don't have a first next year or a second. Like they I said, this, they don't have a first 2 years from now. Hey, they don't have a first
0: 3 years from now. Like I said, it kind of mirrors the Toronto Maple Leafs a little bit. A team that could score, at times questionable defense, at times questionable uh, Goaltending in terms of never been there before, never done it before, and now you're right—the the, the depleted pool of of assets
1: of their first and second rounders the, of the six upcoming—they have one, so they they were in full now or never and mode. Somebody
0: explain to me Joe Thornton in the lineup and listen, we we share messages. You knew exactly my first thought when I heard Jumbo Joe in the lineup. And I get it. You know, you got to pump up the game a little bit. So there'll be some people saying, well, this is, you know, tons of experience and, uh, you know, a great rallying point. The guy can't play. Okay. It was over and it's been over for the last little while. Where do you think that Joe Thornton's going to come in and save the day with what? A, a speech? I don't know. He, uh, Are you'
1: looking for an Instagram picture?: Unfortunately, for Joe's quest for a Stanley Cup, I just don't think he moves well enough anymore. But where is the decision to put him in? Well, you just you've lost three times. It's just, we got what else can we do? What can we do?: so differently? You're going to do something.: so, so you
0: can't score, and you're going to take out Anthony Declaire. Who scored 30 times in the regular season? 30 goal score for Joe Thornton. That's that's how desperate you are. Okay. Claire's an interesting hey, guy. Eh? And he like, played 6'18
2: in the game, yeah. dash one.
1: Oh. That's
2: like, tough. tough luck. Yeah.
0: And listen, Joe, like, he should be, re- he's had a remarkable career. He should be better remembered than watching him struggle for six minutes and. Dash one in his own zone and come on yeah I it's don't. not fair to even Joe and his legacy to put him out there so I don't know that we
1: are directly facing the question head-on enough of does that series affect how you feel about the Maple Leafs do you feel like the Maple Leafs actually were closer to getting by or closer to a Stanley Cup yeah. this year if they score a goal in game six OT one goes in and off a butt. Is this suddenly a team that we're like, they did have it. They found it. They, you know, all these things, or does nothing change?
0: I think there's an argument to say that they, they are the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Okay. There is, but I know that what I've seen out of the consistency in the second round out of Tampa, they didn't bring that against the Leafs and they See, still found a way to beat don't them. Don't you
1: feel like that's a credit to the Leafs, that the Leafs
0: can make a team look like that?
1: I will say, that's one theme of our show this yeah. year, Kipper, is yeah. how many times this year do you go, yeah. oh, their opponent looks maybe. crappy. At M- some maybe, point, the team gets crappy. Maybe
0: until I hear Vasilevsky at the end of the Leafs season saying, like, we weren't just, we weren't engaged enough. We weren't, uh, we weren't into it enough. Mm-hmm. We were, we weren't, we weren't all in early. We kind of, our minds wandered a little bit. And I'm just saying, basically. Did he say that? I, I think he said that yeah. we weren't we 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 weren't focused yeah. uh, early enough in this series, mm-hmm. and maybe he was talking about himself. But yeah, come on.
1: That to me is the is the question: is like, does it affect how you view what the team is? Because if suddenly you go, God, we you know we had a good enough team, you know, if we had got either a more favorable draw or scored one more goal or whatever, and maybe you don't blow the whole thing up like
0: some people want, you know, is it? Is it a is it a coincidence that Maroon, with his seven or eight minutes a night, who you've said on many occasions shouldn't be a factor in this series, finds a way to score a big goal? I don't think so. Right, I Corey Perry again. Corey Perry finds himself on the first power play and and playing a big part. Yeah, of Tampa's success and Nick Paul's big contribution so far. Like, where's where's Florida's back half to bail out Barkov and, and Huberto? Hey, Mackenzie Wieger was
1: rough. I know he's a good player, but that was a rough series out of that guy. I, I just... I don't know. It's amazing to me how patient Tampa plays. Like, they never took it to them. Florida took it to Tampa last night. At the end of the day, Tampa scores four times two get disallowed. Florida never puts one in the net. I'm not...
0: I I don't know what's going on with Carolina and New York and all the rest of them, but the Leafs certainly have given us the impression that if they somehow would have found a way that they could have found themselves in a conference final or a Stanley Cup final.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've
0: you've now crossed off number one and two on
2: the the Leaf fan L list. That's not going to go away anytime soon. Corey Perry,
0: number two.
1: Do you want to just read some of them? Wow. do you want that kipper now or should we go through our
0: i i i don't know i no. mean how much time do you really right, want to giordano. beat up on that all
1: right, we can go right?
0: With,
1: just bring them up intermittently your 10 least no problem. Yeah. No
0: problem. Yeah. all right so uh yeah let's just kind of segue into uh the mark giordano uh signing uh which how can anybody not say that this wasn't uh a smart signing a good signing uh 800,000, I think Elliot Friedman said that the original offer by the Leafs was a million, and Gio went back to them and said, no, uh, give me eight, and we'll save 200,000 to go spend somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's... Straight out of the Jason Spezza
1: playbook. <laughs> if I could take less, I would, literally. So let's just get to your take on this, which when makes I don't, me crazy. I don't, I
0: don't, I, it's, it's the take that I've had. It's the well, it's ha- take that many of them have, that... First and foremost, yes, he is in a position where money doesn't matter. So the first checkbox yeah. is how is this for my family, and that was the number one reason why he's not contemplating going anywhere else mm-hmm. for maybe a million and a half or two on a one-year deal. We think he could have gotten double. Oh yeah, right. Yes. So twenty this, minutes a game for the Lakers. This Very handily. is always the case when you've got hockey players at the end of their careers that are 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 just looking for a a big picture and then somewhere in there is it'd be great if we won too. see you have projected that onto them I don't think that
1: anyone has said that his priorities are comfortable housing and being near his family and wearing the blue and white like If you're looking at places in the NHL to give you a chance to win a Stanley Cup, I would say there's six to eight teams that have a chance. And you don't really know how it's going to go. You just got to get on one of those six to eight teams.
0: Roll the dice. This is one of them. Roll the dice. I'm not saying that. Right. I I do think that they're going to contend next year, and they're going to be in a position where – uh, if we're going to look at 32 teams and we wanted to say six or eight, it may have a chance to win a Stanley Cup. You will put Toronto in there. You would. And so if you're Giordano,
1: you take less money, you give the team more money to spend, you give yourself a better chance yes. to win a cup. And, and you li- get
0: to be very comfortable in, in your city. Yes. With your and, family.
1: And to your point, if it doesn't work out, you still got to be in Toronto and it was a comfortable year and all that.
0: I've lived it. I know.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I could he can do whatever he wants after he'll be in a position of, uh, Jason Spezza status where he'll probably make that money back too that. He
1: gave back in Toronto connections, whatever he does after. right? Oh God,
0: that's just so uh, 60 million, his career. Yeah. I don't think he has to worry about, you know, Oh, I, I, uh, I know a guy. I know an electrician. You got an electrician? Yeah, I know a guy. Yeah. Oh, you just pay him under the can table. You get a free shawarma oh, at Osmos. Give him 100 <laughs> bucks and you'll be
2: fine. Okay, thanks. I will say, after years of making, how much has he been making? Six something? After years of that, the first direct deposit hit on that 800K contract was probably going to be a bit of a shocker. Yeah.
1: Though. And to be clear, I know plenty of people in the NHL who've made a lot of money who still care about money. Yeah, I know yeah. that everyone gets yeah. to be like, well, I'm doing pretty good. Some people want to do I'm ha- a lot good. I'm happy he's back. I I, I I am, except for the complication of the puzzle, which we need to talk about. And, uh, the only
2: thing that bothers me is the, and other people taking laps, like it's some amazing signing,
0: which I've seen a lot of, you know, like it's a he, depth signing. Uh, I, uh, when he got traded here, people were ripping on me because I said that he's a fifth or sixth defenseman. hmm and I think we had Kyle on a show, and I said, do you, th- you think he can play top four minutes? And he said he's been doing it his whole career. Mm-hmm. But do we see this signing as a guy that can play top four next year for the Toronto Maple Leafs? I will say that I would a hope year
1: of aging is different from 27 to 28 than, what's he, 38 to 39? Like, it's a big year. That's a – I expect a a drop-off. Really? I do. I think he's going to be not as good as he was this past season, a year from now.
0: I'll say that in a perfect world, he probably should only play between 55 and 65 games. In playoffs, he might be your seven. I mean, if you
1: look at 800K – Yeah, it's a depth depth signing. That's that number. At 800K, you go in the UFA market and try to find a guy who can do what Giordano can do. He ain't going to find it. It's not out there.
0: I would hope that this contract is played out like Simmons, where if you have to bury it, you bury it. He yeah. doesn't even see next year. Yeah. If it's over, it's over. I think that's part of the, the way these contracts so work. So this is really a one-year deal with a, maybe a, an $800,000 uh, buyout. Thank you, buyout. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your time. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I look at the way the contract is. What, what I, I can't get past is just looking at the decor and the pairs and what now. So you're going to have Muzzin and, or sorry, you'll have Riley and I don't know if we don't want to do okay. the whole pairs, well, you, but look no, at no. the left side. Listen, okay,
0: let's start with Gio. Yeah. I, I see him at a five and six with Lilligren. That's, yeah. your, that's your third pair. But here's the problem. Rasmus Sandin exists.
1: So you've got Muzzin and Riley and Gio and Sandin and Brody. So Brody can play the right side. we have got Muzzin, Riley, Gio, and Sandin.
0: You're going to keep Sandin in the press box? No. Not a chance. So where is Kyle Dubis and Brendan Shanahan on Jake Muzzin? I thought he came back and actually looked. He pretty was good. very helpful I, in I, playoffs. I think very there's an good. argument that he was maybe their best defensive D- okay. in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I agree with but that, actually. you cannot deny that what you saw this year out of Jake Muzzin was some serious wear and tear. I mean, he got two brutal concussions, yeah. I mean... Okay, but like... So... No, ca- no, that's ca- part ca- of Causha. the cost. Kasha yeah. came in, and as much as he gave you this year, there was always that element that this guy has been hurting in the past and it can catch up to you again, mm-hmm. and it did. So where are you on the trust level now moving forward that that Jake Muzzin had just had an, a bad year and he can recover and just be the Jake Muzzin that you still thought that, that's left on the contract? Well, I, I don't have full trust. I don't. I don't, so, I don't do you, so do you try
1: to get out of it now? Here's the thing. And so Is there a chance to sell high after the playoffs? No. I, no, don't, I, think I, so. I don't I I
0: don't I don't it's I don't. Disp- yeah, it is a fair question. I, I think. I think there is a chance.
1: But I think his contract has a weight to it, right? Five point no, six with the uncertainty. No.
0: Go back. Can Can you look up his contract?
1: It's 5.6, two million. I know two is. years left. Yeah, uh, but there's a no- signing
0: bonus involved too. Oh, is it light? So I, I think that there's a chance that you can get him moved out to somewhere that's attractive. Without. And, with, without the team paying five point six.
1: Yeah. Uh, like yes, you're, you've, you're right. You're right. The base salary the next two years is two million dollars. Total salary four million dollars. So,
0: over sorry,
1: two, it's it's two two million signing so what's two the million real cash?
0: base. What's the real cash? Four. $6
1: million? Four per season, four per season no, after this out,
0: outside the signing bonus.
1: Uh, let remaining. So, so
0: the Leafs will pay the signing, but bonus. but their
1: signing bonus. Okay, and then trade them, and then trade. Em. So it'd be six.
0: Yeah, six cash. So three, yeah. three, and three basically. Yeah. So you're you, for a team to. Pay out six million dollars for two more years is not is of real money, it's, yeah. Of real money and what the cap hit is won't matter to them. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's movable if they want to move off of Jake Muzzin. So
1: here's my issue is if you move off of Jake Muzzin, you're moving away. You want the team to be more like Jake Muzzin, not less like Jake Muzzin. So you're making room for Rasmus Sandin. Now your left side is Riley, Geo, and Sandine. No, thanks. Like, no, no no disrespect to any of those individuals, but you'd like to have someone. You got to replace. I've watched playoffs enough to know that that can't be your left side, particularly if your right side is Brody Hall. You know, like other guys who aren't physical. So, to me, it's just a a puzzle piece fit. What does having right now the way it slots in Giordano is your fourth left D man. Sandine's going to play ahead of him next year. They're not going to sit Sandine in the press box. So, right now, Giordano's in the press box. For 800K, which is fine if he's okay with it.
0: I think when when you when you basically roll over in negotiations and just take whatever you can get, then you're you're at their mercy to say, "Hey, listen, I what can I do to help? If it means starting in the press box, I don't think Mark should have an issue with that." When you've it's
1: just tough, like gave you saw, how good 800 he was grand for the Leafs for. Twenty some games, I'm sure that it would be hard to just be like, "Yeah, yeah I'll just watch you guys carry on."
0: I know, but uh, you. No, you're right. By making you, the choice, you to- you can't. You've got Sandine who has to be an impact, and if if you start him the first five or seven games in the press box, all you're doing is just killing an asset again. With Sandine, yes. yeah, they
1: won't. They won't do it.
0: He's going to play. In and game who's one. not playing to start on on your left side? Mark Giordano,
1: <laughs> you know you're right. Exactly. It's,
0: yeah, unless Muzzin's or, moved, or the the world in which
2: Sandine is part of a, a package as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's a good point, but I I think they would be loath to do that. I think they really like him and they, he's cheap. They and he's it on. No, no, for sure. But if you're, yeah. you
2: you got to give something to get something, he yep. would probably look
1: that as one of their I wonder, sort of finer chips. I wonder if they wouldn't trade Muzzin for essentially nothing. Kipper call it a fourth round pick or whatever fifth-round pick, and use that asset, which is the cap space. Now you have $5.6 million in cap space, and then go get someone who can play on the right side, someone who plays a more physical style,
0: someone more. But you're, you've also, correct me if I'm wrong, have you moved Hall's $2 million out by now?
1: No, I think you're keeping Hall.
0: Not at, uh, not in his last year at $2 bucks.
1: Yeah, and you're probably not going to re-sign him. So so then they definitely need to move someone to the right side. So then move Hall, pay Labushkin to keep him, (laughs) get rid of Muzzin, use that money for another right side guy. They're so left side heavy.
0: Labushkin's stock fell. Now you're in a... Stock fell. He played all seven games. What is he? He's a banger. No, but where is he in your lineup?
1: He is probably your second pair, third pair, right D.
0: I don't know about sec. Yeah, third pair. Third pair, right, D. Who, who, who we gave Gio and, and Lilligren status on.
1: Well, hold on. L- L- Lilligren, I don't know where he slots in behind Brody, I guess. You do Brody, Lilligren, Labushkin? What are you paying Labushkin?
0: I don't know. What does he want? <laughs> as much as he can get.
1: <laughs> oh, damn it.
0: It's not always the case. Someone's going to overpay him a million and a half, two million. Maybe it'll be the Leafs. I think they like him a lot. He's something they don't have. But is he is he a is he I like he play him way beside more than Morgan else. Riley?
1: No. But I, I, I think the guy
0: He had trouble at the end.
1: He had trouble at the end, but it was against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs and like that that's not Arizona, dude. Like I, I think a little experience here, this guy can get a lot better. I think there's potential in this guy. I like the way he moves. I like it. If he can just, you know, touch and the puck a little bit there more. There is a
2: full no move clause for Muzzin, by the way. I don't think so.
1: Oh, I think it's a no trade.
2: Yep, no trade clause. Also, yeah. it was no no move so, in 2021. Yep, and then this in 2022, 2023, it's a no. I think move, it's no a
1: ten clause.
0: team no trade clause. Okay. You think uh, you think the the Leafs pushed out the Giordano signing real quick because it, it helped maybe ease the, the pressure. Off of Kyle Dubas with no. some negative press off of his end of year press conference. Do you? It's a much better question. I, I think than he, I. I thought he, I thought he got great mileage out of it. I really out of did. The geosign? Oh yeah. yeah, To get him uh, at eight hundred thousand, I, I think is uh, a steal, and it a, does a, turn the page to next season quickly. It, it does, and it it starts off that that feel of hey, we're getting a, a class act here, uh, mm-hmm. a guy that can slide into the Jason Spezza, uh, you know, mold and, and give us that veteran presence. I, I I think it's good press for him.
1: Does anyone want to trade with Kyle? Is there, like, the Toronto thing, the the whole, like, reputation of, like, everything's under the microscope here? Although... There's some bad trades that maybe we'll get to that might want to make people
0: trade with them a little bit is more. Is this a good segue into <laughs> it feels natural. Naz Kadri for Colorado? And yeah. and by the way, I want to personally thank Naz for, for dragging my ass back into this whole mess with St. Louis and goaltenders. <laughs> I I've, love it. My,
2: we we now move to number four on the Leaf fan L. Right? <laughs> Naz and Kadri dominating.
1: Continue. Yeah. So... I don't. Do you want to just give people context on what happened? Well, back in your, your Sammy, maybe
2: Kipper. I had never seen the clip until this weekend of me um, hitting uh, Grant Fury. I had never
0: seen it, and yeah. Well, wow, you're young. It was a, it was a it was an all time oopsie. You're let's young. just say that. So we're going back to, of course, the contact uh, Saturday night, yep. where Naz Kadri, uh collided with Jordan Bennington. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, Next day, uh, Binnington's uh, uh, reported as... Uh, or not reported, but uh, the Blues announced that he's out. Yeah. Uh, Kadri, of course, uh, gets attacked for taking out their star goaltender. Yes. And then ends up with uh, four points last night. Yeah. Which is quite remarkable under those type of circumstances, of course, you know a lot of it uh driven through race now with the attacks on him. Yep. And uh yet he's able to put it behind him and uh have a performance of a lifetime. Yeah. Under tremendous pressure. Huge showing. And of course I got dragged into it because of my association with Grant Fuhr back in 96 and now I'm getting all these requests to uh Go and talk about it. I'm like, buddy, it's it's almost been 30 years, you know? <laughs> Blues 30, 30 years. So
1: Kipper is kind of at the side of the net, uh, shot shot on Grant Fierre, goes to the crease, Chris Pronger cross-checks him, and Kipper uses that permission slip to... 100%. Accidentally. So on that cross-check... Yes. Did you mean to fall? Yes. You did mean yes. to fall on the goalie. 100%. So players do the oopsie thing. My, we have-
0: my... Uh, yeah. Yeah, My position has always been, like anyone else's that plays that type of role, go bother the goalie. Yes. Go. He's one of the top goalies historically. He was having an unbelievable year. Did I mean to fall into him, to cause havoc? Did I want to bother him, disrupt him? Did I want Chris Pronger to react to me? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Did I mean to take out his ACL? No. Right. So that's important. Did I mean important- to knock him out of the series? No. Could I have predicted that anyways with, you know, falling on a goalie, which happens time and time again? How many guys have crashed hard into a goalie in these playoffs? Oh, I know. I know. Every it, game. Every yeah, game. Someone's getting Every game. constantly. Every game. Yeah. But... I was no different than, than Kadri. I just didn't have social media to go read a timeline about how many people wanted to kill me. Right. And the death threats. Yeah. And I know in this instance with Kadri, a lot of it seems to be racially motivated. Yeah. But this isn't uncommon no. in this time of year. Like, that I is, had death threats. If you want to talk to people in the league office, they have had death threats it does these people are are nuts out there in terms of the emotion that they bring and now they've mm-hmm. got a they've got something that they didn't have when i played and that's a platform to go and say it publicly and i mean not just your buddies yeah. and you know sitting at a bar but now you have a chance to spread it and that's the biggest difference between me and kadri here we are you know Yeah, twenty-seven years later. So
1: I think it's it's first off on you running into Fuhrer and all that. It's we've talked about all year the oopsies things. Part of even for myself is not a uh, you know, I was supposed to be an offensive player on my teams, but yeah, you get in the crease, you fall on the goalie if you can, you disrupt them, you make the goalie think that people are on top of them all the time. It makes sense. I thought the Cadre play; he's behind Rosen, and I think he uses the puck there as an excuse to do it on purpose. The backlash is disgusting. You know, obviously I I, I th- I'm so impressed at his ability to just not shrink from it, but actually make himself bigger. Right? To like stand up and basically be like, you know, he, he did make some great comments uh about how he feels for the people who aren't as mentally strong as him that are in that same situation. Um but but he he's been through it and you know, a great moment for I think the even the HDA to use this as an example of how much worse it becomes for someone in his situation.
0: He did mention Craig Berube in his post-game comment, yeah. and I'm a big Craig Berube fan, but he, Craig did himself no favors with this reaction. Do we have this?
1: What are your thoughts towards uh, threats to
0: Kadri? I get no comment on that stuff. Which, yeah. it, it's a fair comment. I just don't think it's doing you any favors when – you know, the narrative over the last few years is a league that's been very proactive wow. on on trying to rid this, this theme and this na- narrative.
1: Well, and, and I think the greater thing here is just like, it's not hard to condemn racism. You know, it's not hard to just be like, you know, it's, yeah, it shouldn't you,
2: happen. You could say, I mean, I understand he's locked in for the game or whatever, and he's talking about the game. But it's easy for him to be like, that's horrible. Don't do that. That yeah. would have taken one second.
1: So when you say no comment, it implies that, you think yes. something else and which listen, is concerning.
2: He hates Cadre, like yeah. he obviously hates Cadre. There's no debate. I mean, Boy, he took out his took out. I mean, last year with Falk, I mean, it takes out the the goalie, takes out his star goalie. Like
0: there's a history there. They, just he he hates good him. To say about the Ke- guy Keenan, which probably
1: clouds his ability to I don't know.
0: I, yeah. I won a cup with Keenan, just two years removed, and he's hating my guts on fear. And it's like, do you remember? Yeah. Uh, just our whole know, thing. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. the trade and stuff like that? That was yeah. only a couple of years ago. Right. And he absolutely lambasted me because yeah. you are in the here and now. And if there was, forget about St. Louis beating Colorado. If there was even a chance to prolong the series to get it to maybe a game seven it would have been off the back of Bennington. Bennington had it going. He did, boy. And now you got Billy Huso. That was a horrible display of goaltending by Huso. Yeah. The short side goals on him were, you you're, you got no chance If you're the winning.
1: Blues trying to beat a f- team loaded with firepower, you need a, a goalie performance. You need a guy to make more saves than the other guy, and they didn't get that out of Huso. Dad obviously drives it home. Why don't we listen to Kadri, his thoughts on Barube and kind of what, uh, how that got him going? You know, starting with their head coach, probably. You know, he uh, he made some comments that you know wasn't a fan of, and I guess he's never heard a bulletin board material. So I don't know what was that that was about, but like I said, there was a lot of people saying a lot of things, and I got to tune it out. And you know, I'll I'll step up when I have to. And should we just keep on the theme and do
0: Kadri with uh, needing well, some fuel? or Do you want to react to that? Yeah, well, listen, I Kadri's free and clear to say anything he wants and whatever he believes in and all of that. But I I, I would have saved that one for after we knocked him out of the, yeah. the round because in many ways he's calling out the Blues, he's calling out Baruby, and now... It, is did Kadri provide bulletin board mm-hmm. material for the guys to say hey this ain't over and we're we're coming back
1: You know I like the idea that he is making himself bigger again he's expanding he's saying I'm the target okay here I am look what it did to the Blues last game him being the target they chased him around they thought about him they forgot about hockey you know I I mentioned earlier in the series that I was really impressed with the Blues composure. You know, Rantanen uh, ran Bennington game one, and Biddington went up and told his own guys to chill. He's trying to get his guys to leave Ranton alone. I, I thought t- a couple of times that they were really composed and not chasing Kadri around. Then they started to, and it's like, if you just let Colorado play, you can't worry about one guy. So I, I like it from Kadri's perspective. Per- Peron went after him last night. Yeah, pretty got man. And he got, got,
2: got, got, got fined 5K, which I thought was probably... Good amount of money, I guess. Yeah, you don't want to suspend him. I don't think for that. No, that's just
0: not a suspendable loss. No, but he went after him pretty good, but, and they didn't score a power play goal on it. But being on the power play influenced his fourth goal, which ended up being the game winner. Mm-hmm. And it's just bad move. Bad. Just not not. I, I don't like the odds. Yeah. Of, of having a penalty like that and and finding a way to rally your team around it.
1: people have long memories. You want to talk with Kadri, you know, next year in game 28, great. I don't know if you need to be doing it, game four, crucial game.
0: One more before we go to break. Um, And I just mentioned... We're getting the piece out. Oh, okay, sorry, 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 One one more thought. You're the guy. It's it's horrible because Sam's going to need five minutes for this. But all the good press that uh, Kyle Dubis got on uh, Giordano signing... Is it is it lost by Kadri reminding every Leaf fan that... I genuinely think this is a longer conversation because there's a lot here. <laughs> okay, okay, we're going to save it then. I, I hated the Kadri trade the day it was quiet, made. Quiet, quiet, We're, we're <laughs> going to go wavered. to break. We're going to go to break. We got Kevin Lowe off the break, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, McDavid and how Gretzky-like he has been this playoffs.
1: I've just never seen a guy like this right now.
0: Oh, my God. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And Steve Vallecat as well. Love Steve Vallecat. Analyst for the New York Rangers on MSG. He's going to be by as well. All after the break, you're watching and listening to Real Kipper and Bourne.
2: Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Where are you in the battle of Alberta if we did not see a sweep coming for Tampa against Florida? Where are you watching the Oilers handling Calgary?
1: I feel like we're watching LeBron James drag Cleveland Cavaliers uh, supporting cast to the finals and Connor McDavid. I, I just can't even get over what's happening. They have no answer for this guy. It's it's
0: not supposed to basketball. There's. Oh, yeah. He gets the ball every possession. There's only like, I don't know, 10 or 11 guys on that roster, not 20. And LeBron would play 48 minutes. And LeBron would play 48 <laughs> minutes. And historically in our game, the best players in the world only still play uh, a third of the game. Yeah. And in
1: that time, his
0: impact is so great. Which is nuts, which uh, leads us into uh, a former teammate of mine, but more importantly, a six-time Stanley Cup champion, Hall of Famer, current vice chairman of the Oilers Entertainment Group, and leading the charge in the Joey Moss pit, (laughs) Kevin Lowe. Lowe's is that is that your number one job now is making sure that uh tens of thousands of pe- thousands are happy in the in the in the moss pit?
3: Yeah, it's uh one of the many hats I wear these days. No, I'm not taking credit for that, nor am am I going anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> um just, it, it, it's a crazy place. It is and
0: it must bring you uh great memories again of what it really is like uh when when that when the city of Edmonton contends
3: yeah and you know i i really it's not like uh edmonton has the uh you know the only blueprint of that in canada i mean all the canadian cities really around uh rally around their teams when it comes to the playoffs but having said that you know edmonton's uh perhaps a little more blue collar i mean we have the highest percentage of personally held tickets uh by season ticket holders than than any team in the national hockey league so uh the fans are you know so they're they're not corporate they're not company they're not you know business it's everybody's uh using their own personal money to buy the tickets and and as a result uh we've got a loyal following and uh, and they're certainly enjoying the ride right now.
1: Kevin, one of the things I'm seeing people say, and by seeing people say, I mean I have said as well, uh, is that Connor McDavid is the best player to have ever lived, and I understand that Wayne Gretzky exists and had a better career, and McDavid have to play forever and do so much more to ever catch up to him. But just raw, speed, skill, talent, ability, you've seen both these guys up close and personal. Can you give us your thoughts on what Connor McDavid is right now in NHL greatness?
3: Well, he's a treat to watch. Justin and and that goes without saying um, you know it, again, a tough comparison. i but I would say this uh, I mean I'll talk about Connor in a second, but you know relative to Wayne, I mean the big difference now is is twenty four hour news and sports coverage and social media, right. So all the stuff that Wayne was doing on a Sunday night in Los Angeles when the rest of you know when all of Canada or the Eastern Canada and the eastern United States were sleeping. Yeah, that would have been uh, would have been you know uh, all world stuff. You know, never got seen. Um, So so you know it's hard to compare the two. But having said that, you know, uh, Connor reminds me of Michael Jordan of you know how unbelievable he was, and the Bulls were a great team. But I mean, Jordan Jordan was just worth the price of admission, and and uh, I, I I won't say that Wayne wasn't because he certainly filled a lot of buildings, but. It just seems that the that the awe factor with connor because of the he's bigger than wayne and um and uh you know he you know wayne was subtly flashy whereas connor has this you know the the incredible speed et cetera et cetera so um it it, it you know it it really it's it's great for hockey obviously it's it's great for edmonton and alberta but really good for the n h l that they you know they have a bona fide a must-see TV type of athlete playing in the league.
0: It was interesting, Lozy, to hear uh, Matthew Kachuk saying we're 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 getting beat by one guy, and it's it's probably a, a theme that you had heard in your heyday with Wayne in Edmonton. And now I'm just wondering if Calgary going in tonight, like what what kind of looks did Wayne have when when teams had that mentality? And what kind of looks can you compare that to Connor? We'll look at uh, moving forward here because they they are similar in that in that perception, aren't they?
3: Yes. Um, so you know, Wayne. First off, there were teams that actually put a shadow on him. Uh, you know, Steve Casper comes to mind when he played for the Bruins. Uh, certainly, Essa Ticken when 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 Wayne went to Los Angeles and the Oilers played. Uh, you know, John Muckler assigned Ticken to essentially shadow lane throughout the game. And I mean it's I mean Ticken and is annoying as it is, let alone following around the ice. So you can you imagine the Flames assigning uh, I mean who would be capable. I don't think Kachuk could do it because I don't think he's fast enough. But if they did have a player, it's 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 really disruptive to the game, I think. Uh and it's a different game now defending because, you know, players are 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 much more aware of defensive responsibilities than they were in our day and you know in other words there's there's you know nobody gets there's not very many odd man rushes etc because people are back but i think you know i was listening to tim hunter this morning talk about it he coaches in the western hockey league and you know the flames did i think the fact that they they made a a lot of uh, obvious errors as it is i mean let's not let's not um discount how good Connor is, but they made mistakes that allowed for Connor to have more skating. So I I suspect that that's not going to happen tonight. So it's going to be a little tougher on him, but long gone are the days when they, you know, could come out and try to bully him or, or hook and hold him or, you know, you know, slow down the game as they did, you know, in the seventies, eighties and and nineties, because, you know, the rules have changed and you can't do that.
1: So how do you assess the rest of the play uh, of the Oilers? It feels like, you know, we've talked primarily about Connor, and I think justifiably so, but, you know, they're up two games to, to one, and I think you don't get to that position without some contributions all the way around. What have you thought of uh, the non-McDavid
3: Oilers to date? Well, and, and, you know, the team, Justin, has they finally figured out how to play in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this is a completely, even a completely different team from the L.A. series. I mean, we might have saw glimpses of this team in, in games six and seven, but they are now, it looks like, and whether it's, you know, and I, I credit Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson for a lot of this, but they they have anybody who's been successful and played in the playoffs, they know what it's like to play in the playoffs, what you have to do. You have to become almost a different player. And, uh, you know, you I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, for instance. You know, you got Stan Coast blocking shots. I don't think he blocks a lot of shots during the regular right. season, but he's throwing his body all over the place. That's what you have to do. The Oilers weren't doing that. Previously, but I mean, I look like at a kid like Yamamoto. I mean, he's a he's a buck fifty or uh, fifty-five pounds and stuff. And I mean, he's he's taking runs at Zadorov, and uh, uh, I'm sure there's the Flames will want to kill him next regular season. But he he he's just giving it everything he has to make a difference for the Oilers. And and I think uh, you know Duncan Keith has settled in uh, and and is playing comfortable. And you know, although he's 39, is really providing a lot of leadership for us i mean vander kane's been all world what you see is what we've pretty much had ever since he walked into the oilers dressing room door and then you know leon uh i mean that line is is wonderful but i mean i like uh i like the balance of the team i like you know that we have a little bit of everything but they have to play with that passion that you've seen in the in the last number of games otherwise they you know they become a pretty regular team
0: we're talking about Oilers great kevin low uh, I'm not one to pat myself on the back here, Lozy but earlier in the year, I said to these guys when Kane was still a member of Saint, uh, San Jose that that somebody should look at signing this guy or, or getting him, and they looked at me like I had three heads, um, but here we are, and he's leading the, 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 the league in, in scoring now, goal scoring, and just in terms of the cojones it took to sign this guy or, or maybe it wasn't that big of a gamble.
3: Well, I mean, there was obvious reasons why teams were skeptical because there's, you know, there was, obviously there were things that were happening. Um, you know, Kenny Holland did, did uh, a pretty exhaustive uh, uh, research, uh, you know, on the player. I mean, let's, let's first of all say the skill set was perfectly suited for our hockey club. And and no surprise that Kane would have chosen Edmonton over a number of other teams that were interested in him. But um, you know what I like most about it is, is is I I I think from the time he arrived here in Edmonton, I haven't seen one team try to take uh, liberties on Connor McDavid. And, and you know it's uh, it's it's and and we you know we have Zach Cassian and Darnell Nurse and you know some guys that obviously when they're on the ice it can help Connor out. But the fact that Kane is uh Vander Kane's playing with Connor, it's 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 just given Connor carte blanche to be, you know, everything he needs to be. And and Kane is, you know, just not uh Semanko to Gretzky. It's it's a complimentary player that can really score goals and and uh and and play with Connor. So um you know full full credit to him. I'm sure everything that's happened to him in the past he'd he'd like to put in keep in the past and 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 want to you know for the number of years he has left uh, you know enjoy the game of hockey cuz he he is a he's he is a very good player
1: what have uh, you thought of the Calgary Flames the uh, interprovince rival there this Flames team seemed built for playoffs um, but you know, it has struggled a little bit. I thought in the back ends Zadorov and Goodbranson good Branson, great seasons and struggled a little bit in the series. What, what are your thoughts on that team and, and the way that Daryl Sutter has handled, um, you know, getting those guys at their best against Edmonton?
3: Well, we, uh, you know, this is, this is an advance of game four. So, uh, you know, I, I know we're going to see much more pushback from the flames. Uh, I thought they, I mean, the flames had an excellent year and they, they handle us pretty well they they you know had size they had, they had you know enough skill to to score the goalie's a good goalie they they there's it's no surprise that they they won the the division um and I was really concerned going into the series because what like I well, like I mentioned earlier the the team the Oilers team that you saw play in games 6 7 in the LA series and other than you know um getting blindsided in game 1 in Calgary the team that you saw in game two and game three of this series is a completely different team. The Oilers are a completely different team when they play that way. And that's not a team that the flames have seen. So, um, I mean, I imagine that they're going to be trying to grind it out and, uh, and they don't, they don't like to have to come out and, and try to rough up the Oilers, but that is part of their game. You know, uh, the scrums, et cetera, et cetera. But the last game, the teams played it. The Oilers played at such a fast pace, the game i don't think it was they were able to get into that game i i i suspect you'll see that tonight and then they'll try to you know keep it close enough that uh that their offensive guys can can start contributing
0: so when you said uh Tiegenen's, uh annoying was that uh on the ice <laughs> or or trying to understand what the hell he was saying to us all all along
3: yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know whether was more <laughs> annoying off the ice or off the ice. But <laughs> it was annoying capital A, that's for sure. Hey, uh, Kevin Lowe,
0: I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, continued success. Uh, it's been fun so far. Battle of Alberta. Thanks for joining us.
3: Hey, my pleasure, you guys. Take care. Kevin thank Lowe. you.
0: Man, that guy played hard.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, his Hall of, Hall of Fame induction, all the yeah. learning more about him and, like, what a rugged guy he was. I always thought of yeah. him as pure skill guy, but yeah, um, lot, lots of determination and grit to his game.
0: Uh, just want to touch on Evander Kane a
2: little bit. I didn't appreciate you saying that. I was all I was dying oh, for. you. Oh, I was like, oh my god, the Leafs should sign Andrew Kane. The Leafs should. Sign. I was on oh, team okay. sign Evander Kane.
0: Then
1: it was born I, I don't even remember what I said, but it <laughs> sounds like me. We you have, ever- said, we have <laughs> said a lot of things. I, I feel do- like I would have said Dubas wouldn't do it, so it's not even worth the conversation.
0: Now, do not let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> That's the motto here at Sportsnet. So
1: I will
2: say that this is the ideal situation right now for Evander Kane and signing Evander Kane. And
1: for the Oilers, it's a and deal. The,
2: it's, that's what I mean. It's a mutually beneficial relationship, but do not give him a dollar after this year. If I'm the, if I'm the Oilers, they go as far as this goes, but if he's looking for that big
0: contract, mm-hmm. boy, I would not give it to him. Love that take. See, I, I'm like, hold your horses here, and I, I get it. I know where you're coming from, and I know all of uh, the potential pitfalls that you speak of. But what he is doing right now is showing that when his head's on right, he's one of the best left-wingers in the game.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But Kipper, how many
1: times is there, you hear from a team, that they have a no-draft list? Because they they say, I don't even care what this guy ends up being. We just don't want him in our locker room.
0: Uh, I could probably guess that there's probably uh, over 20, 25 teams right now that would say, I wouldn't take him for free. Right. But... At the same time, you're watching him with McDavid, and you're going... He's got nine goals. Oh, my, ten, I think.
1: Ten, McDavid's got room. And
0: and people are like, oh, they're tap-ins. I'm like, are you nuts? You got to keep up with him to tap it in. Yeah. How many guys have had trouble keeping up with them? Like, you got to get there. Yeah. You got to have the IQ to get there. You got to have the skating to keep up with him. How many guys... Has he been with uh, in his career that, that can I, that I can't keep up with him?
1: Yeah. And no one says it because everyone wants that spot, but it's evident that some guys just
0: can't play he's, with so the guy.
2: He's going to the right spots with a stick in the right spots, and he's finding them, and he's talking
0: it like yeah. he's. So if works. Kyle Dubas could sign him in the offseason. For one year, one million? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle would never take him.
2: You know that, right? No. Ever. And I think it's fair. I think teams that don't want him. They're fair. I think there's enough of a line I mean, the Sharks of. Sharks literally did it. Like, there's want a, there's enough of a players. line of history with this guy where teams, like he seems to wear it as welcome in
0: certain spots. Guys don't like him. But right now. Yeah, that bothers me because uh, if, if there's a, a chance that this guy could make you better, and so far it's paid off. Like, hey, who knows what tomorrow can bring? This guy, you, you a, a story could surface tomorrow on Evander Kane and shut him down. And yeah. how many people would have their surprise face on?
1: Not anyone in this right. room.
0: Zero.
2: But risk-reward. So what's the contract?
0: What's he looking at? Like, is he going to get another big banger? Why wouldn't he, after this is all over, look for five, six, or seven million bucks over five years? Who is in their right mind would give it to him? I have no idea. But why wouldn't you look for that?
1: I will say, I am am fascinated to see what his next deal will be, my guess is it's shorter term, like a three-year deal, mm-hmm. at like a, at still a number like
0: well, seven. God, I
1: don't know. <sighs> the, the thing is, there's no one really to bid against. If you if you're right that maybe 20 teams don't want him or 25 teams don't want him, how many of the remaining teams have the room, the space, the interest? There just may may not be enough competition to get it up to commensurate with his actual value. But good point. It, but if
0: you're just shutting it down because of his history. Are you doing the right thing for your team? Excellent. Yes. Excellent question, though. Because if you believe he's
2: turned a corner here and if you check in at Edmonton and everybody says he's been a model citizen, it, he looks so good that I think you have to kind of convince yourself if you're a general manager that you could sign him and fix him. Kevin Lowe just said,
0: Colin did his due diligence, right? Yeah. He Didn't did New, his investigation. The New England, the
1: New England Patriots kind of did this for years where they had a good room and good culture and they would take in someone who, you know, with a bad history and then say, well, in our spot, he'll be able to work and guys could come give you a year. Guys like this typically can't give you, they, they do great under this is a probationary periods yeah. like this. It's true. You know, I don't want to suddenly set the guy free again, and
2: that's why I said it's a mutual. It's the perfect situation right Right. now. And Kevin,
0: and sorry, and Holland looks like a genius. Tony
1: D'Angelo's next deal is going to be fascinating.
0: Yeah, there's another example of a guy that teams wouldn't touch. When he, when the Rangers wrote him off, nobody would even take a call on this guy. But like the Rangers didn't think he was
2: bad at hockey. They just hated him. Right. He didn't, get, didn't he get punched in the locker room by somebody?
0: And Gorgia. or something? They got into it with somebody? Well, we'll ask uh, Steve on all that, so Because uh, yeah. the, I had also heard that he he was fine in the room. That A lot of guys had no issues with him. I, I just, before we move off Oilers, I have to
2: do, take, regret. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have it. I, Go I, ahead. I get it off your chest. I can't believe. Matthews versus McDavid. I can't believe I said Matthews was better than McDavid. I truly am an idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, listen. I'm. Uh, listen, you're, a lot you're, of us are running you're, hand you're, in you're, hand with you there.
0: You're in a bad place right now. He is, eh? You're in a bad place, and so you're still. You're working. You're, you're, you're still feeling. Yeah. The, Do leaf the kids remorse. still say down bad. Yeah. Playoff
2: remorse. Listen, this year Matthews is probably going to win the heart, right? I think so. And guess what? Every I'm Oilers like, fa- we've had this conversation yeah, by the way, but Oilers fans are gonna be like, Oh, yeah, nice heart, nice story.
0: Yeah, yeah, how's the go golf course? Go, how's the golf course? Go have a
2: parade with your heart trophy. And while McDavid is kicking the absolute, you know what, out of the league at the most important time, it's another one on the Leafs fan to L.
1: But I, the heart trophy is not for the postseason. Yes, you're just saying who had a you know the most impactful regular season. I know that's it. But it's, it's not- still
2: tough to take, and I can't believe I said that. <laughs> McDavid's the I think, I mean, you couched it a little bit when you asked Kevin Lowe, but no, he is the greatest player I've ever seen.
1: Yes, he is. Ken Dryden actually has an article out today and that says as much.
0: What, what he can do individually, I don't think we've ever seen before.
1: Well, and that's the point. It's not like Gretzky, you know, McDavid's better than Gretzky in his prime. Ver- None of that. Just the game has evolved, and players have improved, and whatever, and equipment has improved, and no human has ever looked like that playing hockey before. And
0: again, the, it's not basketball where you're out there on every minute of every play influencing it. Right. The guy has to go off the ice. He's still spending yeah, <laughs> uh, close to two-thirds of the game yeah. not influencing it. And he's so influential.
1: The other team has to go, how do we adjust who we put on the ice to make sure that we have the right guys to go on when he's out there? Like, he's still impacting the game from the bench. That's exactly it. The thought
2: of, the threat of McDavid, it just lords over the entire game.
1: It doesn't give you time to game plan for the other team's penalty kill, because you're game planning for him. He takes coaching time away from other areas.
0: And right now, Calgary's being outstarred.
2: They just have no chance against him when he's on the ice. They just, they have no chance. Zadorov
1: and Goodranson need to get off the rink. They need to play five yeah. on three until they can get another pair out there against you.
0: Them. Guys want to throw in uh, Luchic? Uh, <laughs> Still on... eight days.
1: <laughs> yes. Essentially,
0: I do. Uh,
2: Luchic on Mike Smith. I do want to throw this in. All Delightful, right, Clippers
0: right. really. Clipper. I think the main thing is, is it's. I don't. I don't think I really want to get into what I was thinking or what I was trying to do or if he sold it or if he didn't a little bit, but. I think I agree with Daryl in the sense if if I actually did charge, we both wouldn't be playing tomorrow. One hundred percent factual. Ruth bomb. Very truthful.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: We also have solder on, on it too, if you want it.
1: Yes, of course we do. It's your yeah. Daryl. They called it charging, correct? Could you imagine if Flutes did charge? <laughs> what would happen there? He actually. Actually tried to slow it down a little bit, I think. Well it is what it is. You know what? It's the score and who it was, that's that's what they call so
0: So that's what I I love the best about playoff hockey. Mm-hmm. That we can evolve, we can change, we can do this, we can say that, but that part of the game never leaves. No.
2: Great. Love that. Goalies being dramatic never leaves either. Mike right.
0: Smith is. Mike Smith
1: made some comments about, like, and then I get buried through the end wall. So you can see Lucic, like, trying to kind of hold up. The, it was a he bit was, of a schmozzle. So if I've watched it a hundred times because I just
2: love the – it's just a car crash. Everybody flies in. It's great. But he tries to go around the net the other way. Like, he looks like he's about to go around, and he stops completely and turns around. Lucic – Kind of puts his hand on his hip at like going as slow as he possibly could in that situation. And that just, he ejects himself into the boards. He's so dramatic. <laughs> he
0: All goalies out. are just so dramatic. And you still know at any point Mike Smith could. Cough up a pizza slice better than anybody oh, out yeah. there.
1: Oh, I number he, one pizza man. He's <laughs> the biggest wild card in the league. Like he might give you a 600 save percentage. He might be the best goalie on earth. He might, you just have no idea what's coming.
0: No, nobody saw him outplaying playing Markstrom so far in this series. No, Markstrom. Boy, question marks here.
1: I loved, uh, I don't think we have this one from Daryl Sutter, but they asked him what he told Markstrom we do when have he was pulling. We okay, well, let's listen. Yeah.
3: Just go back to Markstrom, I know you've said this, season you don't
1: like the poor goalie, so when that does
3: happen, do you say anything to him at that point? Pardon? Do you say anything to Markstrom, lifting him after two? Yeah, Marky, Vladdy's going
1: in. <laughs> Did you say anything to Markstrom after pulling him? Yeah, Marky, Vladdy's going in. <laughs> what else do you need to tell him? Well, the Flames got to uh, keep... The, the, the Keith-Jack Campbell can, thing is what's... We need the to go... Contrast, they just right? need
2: to get a little bit more specific... We need, these that, we need the Flames to win so we can keep playing these clips,
1: <laughs> Or the Oilers to win so we can keep talking about Connor McDavid. Yes.
0: All right. Jelly? We, we flushed that out. We're going to take a quick break. Steve Aliquette, analyst for the New York Rangers on MSG. He's going to join us. Tee us up. Rangers, Carolina. Game four tonight. Expecting any fireworks? I am. We'll ask Steve after the break. You're listening and watching Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet's YouTube channel.